Welcome back to Lawali Life, the podcast. I'm Alice Law, your host and founder of Lawali Life, which is my coaching practice I've set up to help stressed professionals and entrepreneurs to manage, get rid of, and decrease stress whilst improving their personal and professional performance. This podcast is based purely around stress and loss and is a mixture of conversations with amazing leaders in their fields from top CEOs, neuroscientists, authors, other coaches and practitioners, spiritual thought leaders, entrepreneurs and more, guiding you through their own personal stresses and losses they've had to overcome, how they did it and tips on how we can get you through yours. Today we have the amazing Fiona Drake who is a mindset and manifestation coach and a law of attraction expert. She's so great at breaking down the law of attraction into simple, actionable tools for you to learn how to use it easily and also learn how to not let it be used against you by your subconscious, which a lot of us naturally do without realizing. She's got such a great energy and she's an amazing human being and I hope you enjoy this episode. So good to have you in London and talking to you today. Is an amazing law of attraction expert, speaker, mindset coach, and yeah, just wonderful to talk to you about all this stuff. So, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I've taken a trip down to London. I fell asleep on the train, woke up, and I was here. It was great. <laughs> and then I we're here in this amazing location, and um, I'm seeing you. So, what could be better? Well, no, it's good. It's just so good to go do this in person. Mm. So, I'm so glad you're coming down. So would you like to start by just telling everyone how and why you do what you do? How did you come to be, you know, a law of attraction expert and motivational speaker? Okay, so um, my life started off very, very differently. I had worked in the corporate world for years and years. It's all everything that I knew. And then um, I think what happens sometimes is you get an epiphany, don't you? And something happens that... um, makes you look at your life and take a view on what what's actually going on and so that happened to me so here I was happily working as a sort of sales and marketing director but then very quickly got into the realms of working sort of 60 65 hours a week not seeing friends and family putting on weight getting overwhelmed getting quite stressed and I was I was succeeding and I was achieving and I was doing everything in my power to to do a really amazing job but then I think you can only sustain that level of work for a a period of time before either you have to sort something out or your body gives you a little bit of a wake-up call and that's what mine did so based on that wake-up call then I then carried out a review of my life and here I am today so to cut a long story short um I realise now that I'm the woman I needed two or three years ago to show me that there are different ways of doing things, better ways of working, um, because I wasn't working smart. I was achieving and I was succeeding, but I was doing it in an unsustainable way that actually was a, a detriment to my health. Yeah, it always comes at a cost, doesn't it? And it's so interesting when you say, you know, whether it's something's got to give basically mm-hmm. and it's going to be either yourself or something in your life you know whether it's your relationship your health your happiness and that's such an interesting point I think it's about disidentifying from stress so for you being in the corporate world mm-hmm. how identified to being in a state of stress were you on a daily basis for me at the pinnacle of my career um, I was actually stressed all the time from the moment I woke up 
I remember sort of walking down the stairs and I'd have a tightness in my stomach. I'd start, I'd notice that my breathing was slightly different. I'd race to work like a crazy animal. Um, I was an aggressive driver and it came out, (laughs) but it came out in that because I was like, I've got so much to do, get out of the way. Why are these people driving 25 miles an hour in a 30? You should see me now. I'm like driving Miss Daisy. I'm so (laughs) chilled and calm calm and collected. So it, it manifested in the way that I drove as well. Um, and people wouldn't travel with me because they were so freaked out. And um, <laughs> so, and then, um, really, it was it was generally all day. It was just like a constant. Um, so. Yeah, and I think when I got that wake-up call, thankfully I decided at that point to do something about it because I think the worst thing that can happen is if you do get, you know, a wake-up call like that, that you, you ignore it because then sometimes you know, next time and the next time, it might be something that you really can't ignore because it's something much more serious. So for me, it was a panic attack, and I'll be straight about that, um, which actually, in the grand scheme of things, is, is fairly mild, but it was enough for me to pay attention and say, this isn't sustainable anymore. So straight away, I just started to make changes. And would you believe that immediately leaving work every night at six o'clock which is the new rule that I instigated after that point guess what I was able to do the same amount of work in the shorter hours I was more productive and in fact I I was actually able to achieve even more because I just felt in less of a constant state of stress I suppose you could say yeah so so first talking about the driving that's so funny it mm. explains why there's so much road rage in London mm. <laughs> stress people on the road but it's true it just filters into all parts of your life whether you want to admit it or realize it or not so your level of awareness and understanding that now is such an interesting point because how many people are actually avoiding looking at where stress is leaking into other parts of their lives so to speak I'll tell you a funny story and again, another reason why I then started to realise that my life was distorted and it wasn't other people's. So I remember being in a Starbucks one afternoon and I was travelling between calls and I had like a million emails and I thought, I've got half an hour between calls, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to do some emails. So there I was in the cafe, bang, 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 switch, sending all these emails off. And I was looking around me and I was like, what the hell's going on? What are those two women there doing just talking about the weekend? And what's she doing sitting reading a magazine? What is wrong with these people? (laughs) And this was pure victim mentality when you look back on reflection because I was like, these people are crazy. What's wrong with them? How can they just sit there and talk about the weekend? Well, that's what you do in a coffee shop, isn't it? And I remember ringing my mum going, what's wrong with people? And I said, this isn't normal. She's like, Fiona... What they're doing is normal in a coffee shop. (laughs) What you're projecting is not normal. And I suddenly thought to myself, actually, oh my God, yeah, she's right. And so you start to then get distorted about your views on things as well because you become so in it that you sometimes can't see. For me, Monday to Friday was work time. Don't ask me to go to the cinema or have dinner or anything else in a weekday because Monday to Friday is work time. And at the weekend, I'm either doing more work or I'm going to be sleeping because I'm so exhausted. And when you look at that as a ratio, that's just crazy because it's the amount of percentage we spend, you know, over two thirds of our lives are spent with the people at work Mm. and in work. So if that is your complete 
reality absorption and you're not having any joy or any calm or any fulfillment in those five days then things are really out of balance they were and I'm a really fun gal and at that point (laughs) I really wasn't a fun gal I was you know I did things by force and control I kind of banged the table I was stressed out yeah so thankfully that time has so moved on and now I just I remember when I took the decision and this is for me within everybody's grasp they can make the choice to make a change and I know when I got that wake-up call and I made that choice to make the change immediately I felt a difference in the physicality of my body I felt a lightness I felt my shoulders come down from where they were up near my ears I just felt this more fluidity in my body and it was, it was remarkable to have that real contrast from being so tight and wound up for such a, a period of time. Um, and I actually don't think now, maybe my colleagues or... If I, if I met my colleagues again now, going back to sort of two to four years ago, they'd see a very different me. But I don't think at the time they knew anything different. That was just me. I was just... It's so true, though, when you say, you know you chose a mm-hmm. different response and I always say stress itself not stresses but stress is a reaction it's our own reaction it's a response to whatever's going on around us and it's within our control to then change it and change our perception so for you you got to that point of having to have a sort of wake-up call essentially with mm-hmm. your panic attack and I think that's such a common thing for people that they let it get to that point instead of doing prevent rather than cure which I think is something that really needs to change so if you were to tell your younger self now the beginning of that stage what would you say to them well for me I actually needed to go through that to get to where I am today and I think that's one of my gifts which allows me to work with my clients the way that I do now so at the time you don't understand why you're going through that challenge But on reflection now, I know exactly why I took that journey because it allowed me to see how not to do things. And so I can now work with business owners and entrepreneurs to show them a different, smarter way of working. So you you introduced me as a law of attraction expert, and I am, this is what I do. And when I was in that zone, going back two to four years ago, I was manifesting exactly what I was putting out unconsciously. So when we become a conscious creator and we become aware of our thoughts and we become aware of the stories that we're telling ourselves, we can then start to introduce a different story into our life. And so that's what I did very consciously then. I love that you say being a conscious creator because it goes on to what I wanted to ask you next about the law of attraction Mm -hmm. because I love, love the law of attraction, love talking about it. To firstly define the law of attraction for people in a second, but to also explain why stress affects the law of attraction, how you are actually either repelling what you want or manifesting unconsciously Mm -hmm. what you think you're not. Mm -hmm. So the law of attraction is essentially the theory that like attracts like. What you put out, you get back. If you think the world is full of nasty, horrible people, that tends to be what you experience. If you think the world is full of helpful, supportive, cooperative people, that tends to be what you experience. So... You can call it positive thinking, you can call it whatever you want, but essentially it's about how you choose to think, how you choose to behave and project 
your expectations on the world. And so every thought that we think is essentially an affirmation. And when we're affirming all the time in a stressed mode that I haven't got enough time, I'm not attracting clients, this is really tough, life is a massive struggle, I'm always exhausted, which is the kind of thing I was creating all the time, that is what I was attracting. And so when we're in that, and those are the kind of things, we're almost sometimes reaching for help. It's almost like a self-soothing thing. Oh my God, I'm so exhausted. I've got so much to do. But actually, what if we start to reframe that and say things like, I actually have more than enough time. And even though that seems really clunky and so far away from where you may actually be feeling, if you can even say the words, I'm willing to believe I have more than enough time, you then start to rewire your neural pathways from a sort of scientific point of view as well, rather than that groove that you've created that is saying over and over again, I haven't got enough time, I haven't got enough time, which is then your default thought. If you can change that thought to something else and up-level it, as well as it working sort of for for the mind, you're actually energetically putting it out there into the ether and that's the vibration that you're then giving off. And based on the law of attraction, and here's, you know, the law of attraction is actually based on a huge amount of science and quantum physics and there's too much to go into in this podcast, but actually just break it down. When we have a thought, it creates a feeling and the feeling then creates... um, like a magnetism in your energetic body and it's that vibration that's putting it out there into the into the universe and then based on that you get a matching or equivalent response back in the form of your experience and so when you are in that state of stress saying all those sort of things I said before that's what you're going to be attracting in so you end up in this cycle unless something stops you and makes you change so Another really great tip is to actually wake up in the morning because we don't all wake up in the morning, do we? All fresh and happy and full of the joys of spring. We can wake up and the weather's crappy and we stub our toe and the kids are screaming and all these kind of things. But we can actually in the morning make a choice about what we want to choose to be or do or feel in that day. So, you know, a few weeks ago I woke up, I was foggy brained, I didn't have a lot of energy. And For most people, that's the way they wake up and that's the way they will continue their day. And you get, you probably know that, you know, when something goes wrong in the morning, you find that something else goes wrong in the afternoon and then in the evening and you just written the whole day off. But actually don't need to do that. You can actually make a choice. Actually today I choose to be energetic. I choose to be vibrant. I choose to be happy. I choose to be productive. You can make a choice and make a declaration to yourself and the universe that you are going to take that day by the scruff of its neck and you're, you are going to be the master of your your life that day. Yeah, I so believe that and it's 100% true of how you start your morning affects the rest of your day, whether you want to <laughs> believe it or not. It's like you mm-hmm. say, when you are running late and you miss the bus, then you have a crap meeting, then you stub your toe, then you have a bad day, then you're in a grump and it just all goes on from there. So when we can take charge of our morning, Mm -hmm. that's when it really works. I thought when you were saying that, the funniest thing I kept remembering is of seeing the law of attraction in physical form is when we were in LA and I said to you, I always get bitten by mosquitoes and they were buzzing around Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do. I used to, sorry. Always get bitten by mosquitoes, literally like moths to a flame. And they were buzzing around me and you said, how about you start affirming to yourself that I repel mosquitoes? And I genuinely got one bite, probably in that moment, mm-hmm. for that entire week, which has never, ever happened to me. And I found it so funny because I'm a massive believer in the law of attraction and I try to put it into place for the bigger things in my life but then when you are unconsciously doing it just for the minor things you can actually just see little experiments that you can shift really quickly like that and it's so it's incredible I can't begin to tell you the minute you start to embrace this stuff happens so people think of the law of attraction and they think of the house the guy or the girl the big flash car the promotion the money but actually it is about living in harmony and peace and flow and opportunities landing on your lap and the right people coming into your life at the right time and the doors opening so it is really about getting into that state of joy and when you're in that state of joy guess what you're in that state of flow you're on a higher vibration so it keeps on coming so yeah little things like that I remember when we were stood outside that you know amazing um Beverly Hills mansion and I remember you saying that and that's where affirmations come in and affirmations are incredible and so really you put that out there and you had no connection to it and that's the beautiful thing you didn't connect to it so when we want something we can connect to it too much and we have an attachment to it so that the vibration when we attach to it is like neediness and desperation I really want it so when we really want something we can stay in a zone of wanting with the universe whereas you saying I repel mosquitoes (laughs) as crazy as that sounds it worked you said it you stated it you declared it you said it as though you already are in that position and that's the great thing about affirmations you say it as though you already have it or are it or are being it you said it you released it you didn't have any attachment to outcome and I remember it was about Thursday or Friday you went oh my god I've just realised I haven't got any mosquitoes. <laughs> Which honestly, it just it never, never happened for me before. But that was only the smallest thing that happened. Yeah. We had some amazing things happen in, <laughs> in Los Angeles. And I was like, I'm so excited to see you today because what magic can we create together? Because whenever Alice and I are together, magic happens. I know, it's, it was hilarious. We were in sort of a, a magical zone in LA and it really was in that state of, like you say, flow and allowing. And it's really interesting. So for you, if you're telling people to do use the law of attraction mm. every day, what is the best techniques you could say to someone who's new to it, who just wants to try and start? The first thing I say to anybody is to become aware of your thoughts. Because we think about 70,000 thoughts a day, and by the nature of us, we can think negative thoughts. So when we catch ourselves find, uh, thinking a negative thought... It's to stop ourselves, reframe it, and actually say what we do want to be saying instead that is a healthy thought. So you can almost cancel, cancel, or cancel, delete the the thought, the unhelpful thought, and then replace it with a different thought. So for example, oh, I'm always late. Right, well, catch yourself. Cancel, cancel. You're cancelling it with yourself. You cancel it with the universe or the ether or the energetic realm and then replace it with something that you want to actually experience which is I always have more than enough time because we're not on a roller coaster just or a like a pinball whizzing from one thing to another once we become a conscious thinker we can then start to 
build a different story about our life and then we then start to see different things happening things getting a bit easier synchronicities coming in just amazing things happen things conspire behind the scenes for your highest good I think it's really interesting when you say when we're talking about conscious thinking because it is such an important thing Mm -hmm. that even on the logical side of it we so whether you believe in the universe Mm -hmm. and energetic you know realms or energy bodies like I do and you do it's not even the point because you don't have to because we as our our own selves listen and hear everything we say to ourselves inside our own minds so your brain's answer to everything you say is yes so if you think about that logically if we're saying like you say I'm always late your brain goes yes and it'll somehow in your subconscious attract into you and the way you're doing things more ways for you to be late Mm -hmm. (laughs) etc so it's so interesting when you say that and it is just really thinking about our thoughts yeah it becomes your mo doesn't it if you're not careful yeah exactly Mm -hmm. 100 percent so if someone is going through a time of great stress and struggle and they think the law of attraction isn't working for them because they're probably unconsciously manifesting being late or being stressed and Mm. being on that spiral like you say what's one thing for someone in that deep part of stress to start doing to change that reality for themselves the thing that started me on my journey was actually to do some meditation and this is where people get a bit freaked out I can't meditate, I can't sit still for 5 or 10 minutes so I started to look at it from a mindfulness point of view so I became mindful of my thoughts I became mindful of my actions and I just decided to become more present so I just started with 5 or 10 minutes mindfulness exercises or meditation or breathing and I didn't know what I was doing Um, I just sort of followed the guided meditations but for me having that time it serves a huge amount of multiple purposes because firstly it helps you with your physiology because you are really calming yourself when you're working on your breathing how many times when we're stressed do we just breathe in the throat we don't breathe down to the diaphragm so we don't let all that lovely oxygen get into our body we when we don't breathe we react rather than respond um I have a great acronym which is STOP and it's brilliant and it literally is and you can write this on your whiteboard in the office pop it on your phone wherever it's a great reminder S is literally stop what you're doing so if you find yourself in a you know your your heckles the back of your neck's going or someone's pressing your buttons in a meeting you can do it anywhere come back to stop so stop stop what you're doing T take a breath O observe so observe your emotions how are you feeling and then p is proceed but proceed with choice so when you're in a meeting and you're just about someone said something to you and you want to jump across the desk at them (laughs) stop take a breath observe how you're feeling and then proceed and you then proceed with a response rather than a reaction because when we're in that we're essentially in that fight 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 flight or freeze situation so it's going all your energy is going to your amygdala isn't it you your logical brain isn't get, getting any attention and so you literally act in a way that the saber-toothed tiger's coming after you so pausing for that breath will allow you to learn to respond 
rather than do something you regret. I really like that acronym. It's um, it's a good one because it also the word itself stop reminds you to stop at the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, straight away. So that's that's one of my um, tips. Really, is that's a great one just to bring in and also meditation and mindfulness because it allows our brain to sort of slow down a little bit and clear our minds. And when we start to get quieter and we have that peace inside, we then start to. find wisdom and insights things that we weren't even listening to before because our monkey mind's jumping all over the place yeah so true i it's really interesting actually thinking then so that's from someone who's in a deep state of stress and i truly believe that and teach that and mindfulness and Mm. meditation if someone feels like they are in flow and not in a state of stress but the law of attraction not isn't working for them but they haven't quite seen the results yet what would you say is the best way for them to detach from the outcome because the less you see it then the more people can start to be like where is it where is it I'm going to share one of my little tips and it's an Abraham Hicks tip and I think I've shared this with you before so the thing that we can do when we want something is attach to that desire and when we attach to it, we become too connected to it. And we almost control. Um, we, we want that. We want that house. We want that house. And actually, the universe might have something better lined up for us, even better, even more suited for us. But if we're so concentrated on that particular thing, we don't leave a gap for anything even better to come in. So my advice would be to be playful with it, to have non-attachment with it. And the one way you can do that is um, a great game that um, Abraham Hicks, if you haven't heard of um, Esther Hicks, check her out. She, um, um, she channels some form of energy (laughs) yeah she channels some form of energy so believe that or not it's it's entirely up to you but the the facts of the matter remain that what what she teaches is incredible so she has this game that is the wouldn't it be nice game and so it's a brilliant game to play because it's playful you don't have any attachment to it and you can put anything wild and wacky I remember being at a workshop and one lady she came back after with her homework of a week's worth of wouldn't it be nices and it's just full of naked butlers wouldn't it be nice if I had a naked butler so you can play with it as much as you want so of course what happens is I've got no doubt that one day she will message me and say or send me a picture of her and a naked butler because that's the beauty of it you can play with it and you can put anything down as crazy as you want and it's serving two purposes because you're putting down wouldn't it be nice and all these things down that you might want to manifest so you go through the process you're writing it down which is going into your subconscious you're writing down anything and everything that really you'd love to have that's out of this world and while you're doing it guess what you're chuckling to yourself because my god I've just put this crazy thing down oh and that's funny oh I can imagine myself there and so you rise in you're raising your vibration at the same time and you're getting into a state of flow so and you're putting down positive stuff so just play the wouldn't it be nice game I remember I did an eight-week workshop um on the law of attraction going back to last September and um I so I set my homework for the 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 team who was on the workshop and as I do I do the homework with them so because it's good good for me to sort of um do that as well anyway I found all my wouldn't it be nices from last September 
I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I found all these bits of paper and I started to look at them and I was like, okay, tick, 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 tick. So all these wouldn't have been nices, bar like two or three, had all materialised into form. That's amazing. So did you, when you were playing that then, were you putting it in a sort of time frame or were you just literally just throwing it out there? No time frame. Just wouldn't it be nice if... And it can be anything about your health, relationships, places you want to go on holiday, where you want to live, how much you want to earn, whatever it might be. And you can just be as wild and crazy with it as you want to. Nobody has to see it. Pop it in a journal, write them down every night. And then the great thing about writing them down is revisiting them like I did and actually realising, wow, I'm a super manifester because this stuff is just... And you don't even realise... But by having that record of it makes you realise just what you have actually created. Yeah, I think it's so amazing to write things down, to journal anyway for your mind. It's amazing Mm. for self-awareness. And so if you say writing it down with the Wouldn't It Be Nice game, it's such a good way to get into the energy of it. Yeah, it's great. You can enjoy it. I love that. That's a good exercise for people. So the law of attraction... As I've said, it's spiritual and it's logical. I was talking to Dr. Tara Swart about mm-hmm. it the other day, about her scientific side behind it, as well as the spiritual and combining the two, which I loved. Mm-hmm. so great. And so spirituality means something to everyone. I always ask this question. What does spirituality personally mean to you? I think it's about being connected and realising that you're part of a bigger thing. For me... My spirituality is about realising that I am my own creator and I have a huge amount of power and I am empowered to create the life that I want to lead and we all have lessons to learn while we're here Um, and I want to share... Now I realise that I'm here to share wisdom that we... My mission is to show everybody that they can truly manifest, manifest meaning bringing into form the life that they really desire. I love that. And I think it's, um, it's really amazing that you say it's about connecting and knowing that you have actually power yourself. Because I think so often people and everyone in the world just goes around and thinking that they're powerless or that these circumstances there's nothing they can do to change it and we actually all have so much unlimited potential inside ourselves to create the lives we want and change it into a different track and I'm such a believer in that so I think that's such a good description of what spirituality means to you I love that and I think sometimes you don't know what you don't know and so if I can be a voice box for showing people that there's a different way of doing things. The amount of lives that I've touched in even a very short time and helped to wake people up to different ways of viewing the world because we all view the world through a different filter. And so our internal world often is portrayed out in our external world. So we can make changes to that and I want to empower people to show them that they don't have to be a victim they don't have to go through life thinking life is happening to them you can make changes 
And yes, it's difficult. It's like anything. It's like starting to use a new muscle. It's like going to the gym. You have to start the process and your ego will want to keep you safe and say, what the heck are you doing? This is unusual. We don't like it. Let's go back to where we used to be, which was like the comfort zone. But immediately... I've had messages upon messages from people who've come to my workshops or I've worked with on a one-to-one and the messages that I get that, wow, even in a week, synchronicities are starting to happen. They're feeling much, much better. They're feeling much more in control. Things are happening that they didn't expect. And that's after a week. And these are people who haven't even heard what the law of attraction is they think it's me setting somebody up on a date <laughs> yeah I love that it's so funny when you say that people think I'm a law of attraction as in coaching expert yeah. <laughs> because it is um, so much more well I think it's becoming a lot more aware, well known in the UK now because people like you and it's in America it's such a more well known thing mm-hmm. I think so it's really great to shift that yeah, and I think there is more to it because I think people saw The Secret in 2006. They saw this book. They thought they could ask, believe, receive, ask for the Lamborghini, believe it was coming and sit on the couch and receive it. And that's, <laughs> no. That's not exactly how it works. So there is this playful dance between taking action, surrendering, making sure your vibration's in the same, in the right place and that you're in alignment with your dreams and your goals. And so... Yes, it all seems like a little bit of a minefield to start with, but I can tell you that once you start on this journey, you can you can create such a lot with it. And I live my life with this every single day, and I love to share it. Well, it's so amazing. I think I love talking to you because it's always... You always have one more tip about the law of attraction that I've never heard of, which is why you are an expert, which is why I love talking to you about it and staying like inspired and on track with it. So for people who need to shift their mindset as a starting point to believing that they are in control of their lives and things can change for them and they don't have to be stressed or they can actually change the reaction to what's happened to them and go on a different path... What would you say is a good starting point for rejigging your mindset? I think for me, as I mentioned before, it's about actually putting a a line in the sand because you're on this constant merry-go-round and it's about realising that you want to make a change. And so by making a change and starting to do something that is different and even being different the different for me was leaving every night at six o'clock and so that then started a process because for six weeks I watched trash tv and then realized my god this isn't actually very healthy either but it was great for the first uh, two or three weeks (laughs) but after that I needed something more nourishing and and that's when I got into mindfulness and meditation so I think it's about Realizing you've got to stop this merry-go-round and you can and do something different. Even if it's a change of scene, going to yoga, going to do an exercise class, do something to just pattern interrupt yeah. what is the norm. Because otherwise you will just be on this cycle forever and ever and ever. Until such time, if you don't stop it, something else might stop you. I really, really believe that when you say that. Um if you don't stop it something else will stop you because yeah you only have to look at the stories of leading ceos 
I always reference Ariana Huffington's story because mm-hmm. that's why her company's built on it now. It's just so important that you will get to breaking point and you'll either end up ruining a relationship or your personal life or yourself. So what you know, what you can realise before then really works in your favour just to put a line in the sand and decide to make a change. And I work with universal law and there was the law of responsibility and we all have a responsibility to look after our health and that responsibility of taking control of things is really important as well. So you can't blame the job and I will never ever blame my employers or the company that I work for because when I look back it was all me. I maybe didn't set the boundaries like I should have done. Maybe I said yes when I should have said no. I cracked my own whip and I and and I take full responsibility from that for that. So I think it's about as an individual taking responsibility as well because it's not all somebody else's fault it's not the business it's not the economy it's not just the way life is you have to take some responsibility as well i think that's so true you're also you're the second person to say that on the podcast in the last few weeks it really is about taking personal responsibility for the circumstances that you're reacting to in your life and that you are a party to really so I love that it's really interesting mm-hmm. I think a lot of us can float through in victim mode like we've said before and it's really about changing that so you mentioned just then mm-hmm. the universal laws so whilst we have you I'd love to actually know a bit more about so the law of attraction is obviously one of the most well-known universal laws what are the other main ones I think the ones that really work well, um, and you can enhance working with the law of attraction when you work with other universal laws. So the law of projection, which is essentially how we project what's going on internally to our external world so we can judge people based on our own limitations and our own views. And how many times do we project on people without even giving them a chance to show you who they are? You've already made a judgment. Um, It's the filter through which we look at life, the law of gratitude. So an amazing law be grateful for everything and the more we can be grateful the more we will have to be grateful for so doing your gratitude journal every day is incredible because we focus the mind onto positive onto gratitude and like attracts like you'll have more to be grateful for so gratitude is incredible the law of giving and receiving is another one and for me how many people either give too much or take too much and it's a fine balance and I always say to my clients you know get into the receptive mode learn to receive how many times you go to a coffee shop and um probably people are bored of hearing me say this but i use this example all the time i'll get the coffees no no i'll get them no i'll get them and you end up in this argy bargy yeah, of dance. who's getting the coffee <laughs> but actually if somebody says i'll get the coffee thanks very much that's really kind of you i'll get them next time so you allow that person to gift you that coffee because they've offered And you're not blocking them. But equally, you're not putting a hand up to the universe to say, I can't receive. So learn to receive the cup of coffee and you might be able to receive the Lamborghini further down the line. So law of giving and receiving. So be open to receiving compliments, receiving help, receiving the door being open for you. Even somebody letting you out at the junction. Be open to receiving. So the law of giving and receiving. Um, Compliments is such a such a big one isn't it you see it in so many people that especially women when someone says you look amazing or you look beautiful and their response will be oh I don't oh thank you no I really don't instead of just saying thank you 
or they reflect it and feel like yeah. they have to give a compliment back immediately otherwise yeah. they feel awkward and that is such a classic case of what you're saying not being able to receive it and just hold it absolutely and so if you can start doing little things like that you will then become more in the receptive mode to start receiving even bigger things so if you can't receive a compliment if you can't receive a cup of coffee then how are you going to receive those bigger things so learn to receive the smaller things first and it was Louise Hay that I heard that from about receiving a compliment just say thank you and you'll be amazed maybe sometimes you get a little wry look as to Oh, well, normally I get a compliment <laughs> back. Um, but actually, no, just have the confidence to say thank you and leave it at that and let it land. And you don't need to say anything else. And I just smile. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. Yeah. So You look amazing, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Held it. Not giving it back. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> so true. I love that. So to finish, if you had to live into one intention to live by every day that really sets you up and makes you drive forward and live in your happiest state, what is that for you? The ability to choose. I love that. We have choice. So true. You're the first person to say that, and that's a really, really good one. It's, we do have choice. Mm-hmm. So for you, what does choice mean? It's mean choosing how I'm going to, what my mood is going to be like, choosing how I want to plan my day, my intentions for my day, choosing how I'm going to respond to situations. Everything is a choice. And that's the beauty of it. We have that freedom to be able to make a choice. We're not rammed into a corner. We have choices. I love that. Thank you so much, Fee. It's been so great to It's been fun. And seeing you. <laughs> it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Lawali Life podcast today. If you'd like information on the amazing Fiona, then you can find it in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast, then please hit subscribe so I can continue to bring you more amazing people from around the world and help you through your own stresses and losses. Stay tuned.